Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And right now I'm going to be bringing you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday, ready for the weekend. A lot of stuff to look forward to, of course. There's a whole bunch of movies out there. Baseball's back. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to in the next couple of days to get you through the weekend as you rest up. And there's a lot of stuff, but still before we get to the weekend though, that I want to talk about as we wrap up some stuff going on in the world. of Hollywood. I'm going to be getting into some details regarding Star Wars Celebration. That's coming up in the next month or so. We're starting to finally get some details about some of the panels that could be coming out. Also, I want to talk about some things that we might be able to get at Celebration since we haven't had it since the pandemic first started. So it could be a big day for or really a big weekend when it comes out towards the end of May. So I'm going to be getting into that. But the first thing that I do want to start out on on the podcast today to wrap up the weekend is starting out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is a big week for the MCU. What week is not big for the Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe? But this week, of course, we had the second episode of Moon Knight. But also this week, we had the final unveiling of tickets going on sale for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I talked about it on Wednesday. I talked about my personal experience with getting tickets on sale, which we finally got tickets. We locked it in. We were able to actually get it through AMC. We almost we got them through Fandango, but my friend was able to kind of corral everything together, was able to finally get onto the site for AMC, and we locked in tickets. We're going to the, the IMAX theater at the AMC Empire 25, so we're looking forward to a good time seeing it in IMAX, which is, I think, the way that it should be seen, especially a big MCU film like that. So hopefully everyone was able to get their tickets, whatever whatever platform they used to get tickets, hopefully you guys were able to get them in some way, shape, or form. So I talked about all that and my experience with it on on Wednesday and how AMC really just kind of screwed the pooch on that entire process, but that's all in the past. It seems like everyone was able to get their tickets for that weekend, opening weekend, which is, again, a huge time. Marvel's going to be back opening the summer movie season. So, again, it, it was a big day for them in that regard. But the thing moving forward is, of course, when we finally get the tickets is what's the box office going to be like? What's opening day going to be like? What's opening weekend going to consist of? Because we all know that with the MCU, for the most part, not taking the pandemic years aside, they always open big in the first weekend of May, whether it's Avengers Endgame or Infinity War, even though they opened in the last week of April before May, still, when we see a big MCU film like that, it's officially the unofficial official opening of the summer movie season, or even going back to films like the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, or Iron Man, or the first Avengers film, or, or Avengers Age of Ultron, they always open big. So that's the big question when it comes to Doctor Strange 2, And when you see the tickets go on sale, you always look for the next couple of days of what are the pre-sale trackings looking like. And according to to Fandango, it seems like Doctor Strange did really, really well as it sold the most tickets in the first 24 hours since being on sale in 2022 so far, beating out the Batman, which held that record. And if you look at the opening weekend for the Batman, it did open with $134 million. I'm sure when you take all that into account, that probably is in consideration also with at the door box office receipts for people that actually went to the theater bought their tickets there or maybe they bought it well a few weeks after tickets went on sale online so 
that's probably all taken into that factor. But usually when you look at the online sales, it's the, again, like I said before with Batman, it doesn't tell the whole story. So I'm sure there's still going to be more to dissect with all this. But the fact that so far it is the biggest opening for pre-sale tickets in 2022, you can not really necessarily take it to the bank, but take it with a, maybe a little bit of grain of salt because really other than the Batman, there hasn't really been a, a big movie to go alongside the film that came out in the beginning of March. Even though we've had films like Sonic, which is coming out this weekend, or Scream in January, or something like Uncharted in February, those didn't do the numbers that the Batman did. So you can't really tell what the, what the box office receipts could be. Another record that Doctor Strange broke, which could be a little bit more telling, is the fact that it is the best pre-sale opening since Spider-Man No Way Home, and No Way Home notched a $260 million opening weekend, which in the record books is the second best opening weekend of all time, right behind Avengers Endgame, which has over $350 million, and again, that's going to be very difficult to catch in, in, in the future. Someone will probably catch it, but not in the immediate time and present day right now but for no way home to do what did again i don't know if doctor strange in the multiverse of madness has that kind of momentum because i i do think that um, that this film has a a big following i think it is a big event film i've thought of it that way since it was first announced at san diego comic-con in in 2019 but does it have that same kind of threshold as no way home where even though dr strange is well known i think the mcu has gained him a lot more popularity it's not on the level of spider-man it's not on the level of even something like a batman or even an iron man or a captain america if we're just staying in in the marvel universe so i don't know if it's to be able to hit that threshold a question that i brought up in, in on wednesday when talking about can this thing eclipse 200 million dollars i still think it's potentially possible i think it could maybe hit around 205 million dollars which is what kind of like the avengers did but i think it could maybe hit what age of ultron kind of did which was around 190 to 180 million dollars i still peg it at around 180 170 with that threshold expected to maybe eclipse it maybe going past 190 and the, and the threshold of potentially 200 million dollars but i just don't know if this film could have that now the big key and the big experiment for this film is going to be not just the popularity of Doctor Strange, but also the popularity of a character like Wanda, who has gained, I think, a lot more of a status in the MCU and within pop culture because of WandaVision, which debuted as the first MCU project of Phase 4 in the first Disney Plus show. And what WandaVision was able to accomplish was incredible. It was this pop culture watershed that everyone was following. Everyone was into that show over the first few months of 2021. So it's going to be very interesting to see this experiment that Marvel is continuing to doing where we've gotten a movie character going into a television show with Elena, with Elena played by Florence Pugh from Black Widow to Hawkeye. It's going to be now very interesting to see how a television show and the popularity of that show can affect an already big, high-profile, anticipated film like in the Multiverse of Madness. And you still have that factor of Marvel fans that if they've watched all these shows like Loki or No Way Home and they know the concept of the multiverse that this movie is going to break all that wide open, it's going to be very interesting to see if all of all of those amalgamations can come together and create this kind of watershed moment again 
and for the MCU where you have all these popular characters from TV, from the movies, come together in this highly anticipated movie and maybe do numbers that maybe we weren't expecting because again nobody saw that Spider-Man No Way Home was going to do $260 million people were even myself were kind of pegging what I think Doctor Strange is going to do it'll be lucky especially in the times that it, No Way Home was living in where you had the Omicron surge and COVID was still very running rampant and still on the on people's minds in November December it wouldn't be able to crack $200 million and it exceeded Exceeded everyone's expectations and then some. And so, again, I'm not saying that this movie is going to do that, but given the fact that we're a few months out from December and the pandemic's still going on, but it's subsiding a lot more now. There aren't high cases. There's still getting cases, but not in the same level as Omicron was going on with. So maybe people will be more eager to go to the theaters now. So maybe it's able to eclipse, again, not 260, but it's able to eclipse $200 million. Or maybe it stays in that 180, 170. Because when you look at the 2016 opening of Doctor Strange, it only grossed $85 million its opening weekend. Now, again, like I said before, Doctor Strange, I think, has gained in popularity over the last couple years between his appearances in Endgame, Infinity War, and of course in No Way Home. So I think those numbers, even if it was just Doctor Strange in this film and his world, it still would have eclipsed that that opening weekend. So again, with all these different things and effects kind of going into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I do think that this film has the potential to be a very high grossing opening weekend and going into the summer movie season it has the potential to be one of the highest grossing films in 2022 period so it's going to be very interesting to see again i think when we look at the the pre-sale tickets for these through fandango through amc you can you can take it with a positivity and you can say that is one part of what could amount to be the opening weekend but at the same time take it with a little grain of salt because there's a lot more factors that are going to be coming into play again with the walk-in tickets with people getting tickets in the next couple of weeks because doctor strange isn't coming out until may 6th so there's still weeks to go before the film comes out people are still going to be grabbing their tickets whether it's for opening weekend or for the days after may 6th through the 8th people are still going to be wanting to go see this film probably hopefully within the weekday and moving forward so there's still going to be a lot of numbers i think still to churn for this film but either way grain of salt not grain of salt i think this is a very solid start for dr strange and multiverse of madness i don't think it's any surprise because again we we know what the mcu can do it's just a matter of okay we see these numbers the popularity is there what are the actual potential numbers going to be and i think that's where the questions are going to really start to come around in the next few weeks for dr strange too but again i think this is it's exciting to see that marvel is a once again coming back into the summer movie season and starting kicking off the summer movie season on May 6th and we'll see if this is the film to do it. I think this is the right film to come out to reopen that. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Thor Love and Thunder, what happens with Black Panther Wakanda Forever in the waning months afterwards but to kind of kick it all off for Marvel once again people have been waiting for this film since 2021 since it was announced back in 2019 and it was delayed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I think people are very much looking to see how this all comes together, the popularity of these characters coming back once again. We haven't seen Wanda or Doctor Strange team up, so I'm very curious to see how this is all going to come together. But again, very promising start. Still, there's a lot a lot more ways to go to see what the opening weekend numbers are going to be for this film 
overall. So what did you guys think about the pre-sale tickets for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Let me know down below and leave your thoughts. And the final thing that I want to talk about on the Sam Bissell podcast today, again, not a whole lot going on in the world of Hollywood, so this is going to be a shorter podcast episode. But the one thing that I want to finish off the weekend, the week with before going into the weekend is, of course, talking about a galaxy far, far away and talking a little bit about Star Wars Celebration. And I feel like right now the, the event isn't being talked about as much. And for people that might not know, Star Wars Celebration is basically the Comic-Con event for Star Wars fans. It's Star Wars for basically three to four straight days you're going to all these panels that are exclusively about the world whether it's comic books books TV shows and of course movies as well and there's and I haven't been there before when I gather from people that have gone you have all these conventions and expos that go out on, on a convention floor it's it's a dream world for Star Wars fans everywhere and because of the pandemic we have not gotten a a celebration since 2019 and that was when of course the Mandalorian was wasn't even out yet we hadn't even seen Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker so it's been a couple years and, and Star Wars has evolved since then for the most part now a lot of Star Wars is focused on streaming right now again we have the Mandalorian two seasons of it we just got a new series from a spin-off of that universe with the book of Boba Fett we have Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out next month we have Andor we have have the Acolyte. We have season three of Mandalorian on the way. There's so much to be happening on streaming along with the potential of movies hopefully to come out sometime in this decade that was planned out a couple of years ago. So a lot has changed within the Star Wars universe. And so it's going to be exciting to get all this news and to get all some maybe some potential announcements, but we haven't heard anything about Star Wars Celebration in, in the last couple of months. Well, in the last week or so, that has quickly changed as it seems like Lucasfilm and Star Wars are slowly ramping up the announcements for some of the panels to come out. And we've, we've already gotten three major panels that could give an indication of how big this celebration is going to be in Anaheim, California on the last week of May. So the three the three panels that have been announced since then, we've gotten the announcement of a Lucasfilm panel, which according to the description, it will feature Lucasfilm's current crop of live action filmmakers and they will be joined by special guests to discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. Speaking of The Mandalorian, it was also announced a few days ago that there will be an exclusive Mandalorian panel. And according to the description about that, Mandalorian creator John Farrow and executive producer Dave Filoni will make their first Star Wars celebration appearance since the premiere of the Disney Plus series. The panel called Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, will take place Saturday, May 20th. 28th and feature the duo alongside with special guests for a look back and a look ahead at what's to come. And the final panel to be featured in the TV sphere of the Star Wars universe is a Bad Batch panel. And according to that description, you are set to join host David Collins as he invites Star Wars, the Bad Batch executive producers, Brad Rowe and Jenna Corbett, who will also serve as supervising director and head writer, respectively, story editor Matt Marskowitz, excuse me, and actress Dee Bradley Baker and Michelle Aang, who plays Omega, to discuss highlights from the first season of the acclaimed series, as well as some exciting hints of what's to come in season two. So, 
just from those three panels alone, it sounds like, again, Star Wars Celebration is looking to pack in as much as they possibly can because really ever since the Disney Investor Day back in December of 2020 where Kathleen Kennedy for the Lucasfilm panel really kind of laid out a, a litany of announcements that have come to fruition, are set to come to fruition, and some that have kind of fallen like on the wayside a little bit, like a Rangers of the New Republic or a a Rogue, uh, it's, it's Rogue Squadron. I almost wanted to say Rogue One, but a Rogue Squadron with, with Patty Jenkins, which was said to be the first Star Wars film since Rise of Skywalker in 2019. But we've gotten uh, a season two Amanda. We're going to get an Ahsoka show. We're going to get an Obi-Wan show next month. But some of these things have yet to come to fruition, and we don't know a whole lot of details. And some people are looking forward to maybe getting some more announcements that are set to come in, in the next couple of, of, of years, really, and get some more clarification on, I think, what the, the plans for Star Wars is because again I always talk about it and I know other pundits talk about it as well the one thing that I think a lot of Star Wars fans hope for especially since a galaxy far far away has come under the Disney umbrella is kind of taking a little bit of a step from what Marvel does which is having some kind of a plan now it doesn't mean that it is an overarching story like what Kevin Feige and his team do it with the MCU but an idea of what's to come what to look forward to because yes 2022 is said to be a great year for Star Wars. There's a lot more stuff coming out than there has been in the last few years in general. And the next year after that, we're hoping to get some more stuff, but nothing else is really set in stone. There's nothing to look forward to in the future. And I think with these three panels alone and hopefully some more stuff to be announced or surprise people in in the coming weeks or at celebration is to get people excited about what's to come in the next couple of years. What else to look forward to, both on the TV side and also on the film side because I think that's going to be very important because of a lot of the rumors and reports that have come out of people being let go, executives, or not executives, but creatives leaving and and creative disagreements. I think it's going to be, this is the celebration to really kind of put all that to bed and showcase this is what we have. This is the stuff that we have going on. This is the plan. These are some of the ideas and stuff that we have set in stone that we're ready to go into production, I think that'll be a, a step in the right direction for stars, at least on the film side and on the TV side. Again, just, just giving us more of excitement of things to come in the future, more details on stuff that have only just kind of been rumors and speculation and, and again, laid down foundation and confirmation of some of these things as well. Because one of the things that I th- that's going to be very interesting is alongside Star Wars Celebration is going to be the release of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus for everybody to see. And one of the things that I think people have been wondering about, whether it's Star Wars or Marvel, is what is... Does Disney not want the uh, things kind of crossing over with one another? Do they not want buzz to be taken away from one project or another? Whether it's having multiple big high-profile projects dropping on the same exact day or within the same exact month, like we're getting with Moon Knight and then Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out a few weeks later, or now what we're going to be getting apparently with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ms. Marvel, that's going to be the first time that we get two major projects from two major franchises within the same studio or within the same company go kind of happening co-currently at the same exact time and with Star Wars Celebration 
it's going to be very interesting to see is Disney or Lucasfilm going to want the buzz to be taken off of, of Obi-Wan or are they just going to be make it basically a weekend of loving Star Wars where we get the Obi-Wan Kenobi show but we also maybe get some announcements we get some trailers do we get the the confirmation and the official teaser trailer for Andor which we've heard rumors about we haven't seen any footage since the Disney Plus investor day where we got to look at the featurette of the behind the scenes making of them getting ready for production on the show it's been a few years since then so are we going to see a trailer are we going to get a confirmation date for when it's come out since we have been hearing again rumors that it is going to be released sometime in august potentially are we going to be getting a season three trailer of mando during maybe the mandalorian panel with Favreau and filoni which i'm really excited about i'm not going to be there but i'm excited to hear all the details and information and reveals that come from that panel from some of these sites but are we going to get photos of Mandalorian season three? Are we going to get details of what's to come? Are we going to get an official teaser trailer? Because we still have, there's still other shows to go to before we even get that. Are we going to get an official release date confirmation or release month confirmation for season three of Mandalorian? Are we going to get more details about the Acolyte, about this Lando show that was again announced at the Disney Plus Investor Day, but we haven't heard anything else since that day, almost really two years ago. So... Are we going to get that? Are we going to get new details about, again, films? There's so much stuff that I think this celebration can do that hasn't really been done since 2019, since, again, that was the last time they had a convention like this because of the pandemic. And I think people have always wanted Star Wars Celebration to be like a D23 event, to be like a Marvel Studios panel where they announce their their Phase 4 or their Phase 3 panel and, and have all these projects kind of come out and all these great announcements. And Star Wars has done that from time to time, but they haven't really had that big, big splash. And I think that's what fans are looking for. And I think if if Lucasfilm and Star Wars and Disney want the opportunity to do that, this 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 celebration is to the way to do that and really kind of say, we've we've taken all this time, we, even though we've come out with stuff since the pandemic, we've kind Kind of formulated this idea, these plans moving forward, and this is what we're going to do in the coming years that you get excited about. And I think if you do that, you can really make an impression at Anaheim, California this year with Celebration and really give people an event to to be remembered for and, and give them that experience that they've been looking forward to since 2019. So uh, again, I think there's a lot riding on this Celebration. I think there's a lot that can be achieved with it. I think these panels are, that have been re- announced recently are just the start of that. So it'll be very, very interesting to see if we get any more announcements coming. There's already been announcements of some guests that have been appearing from Katie Sackoff, from The Mandalorian, from Carl Weathers, some of the people that have been involved with The Bad Batch. I think this is a great opportunity for them to do something really special. So hopefully they do that and we get something amazing in the last week of May when Star Wars Celebration takes effect at Anaheim, California. And again, tickets are now on sale if you want to go check that out. If you go to the StarWars.com page, you can get your tickets there and everything else that you might need to get for the celebration this year but with that down and out of the way what what do you think first off 
of Star Wars Celebration. Are you excited about it or are you not? Let me know down below and leave your thoughts. And with that said and out of the way, that will do it for this edition of the Sam Vassell Podcast. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on to the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on here, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, check out Goal Driven Professionals, Geared Toward Improving Client Relations, Return on Investment, and Customer Acquisition Costs for Independent Businesses and Services. Also, make sure to check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also, along the way, make sure to check out these other amazing shows on the podcast solutions, such as Wrestle Attic Radio, Pretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Kennedy Trios, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Pistol Samuel. That's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-C-M-U-E-L. And also on Facebook at Sam Vassell. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel, make sure to check out the at the Sam Vassell podcast channel. So once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend. And until next time, keep on screening.